the beginning of COVID to what we know today, what do we know about the vaccine today that we didn't know while we were all testing it in America, taking it? What have we learned now? What do you mean testing it on America? There were tests before it was released. Nine months is not a long time to test. No, but it was it. tested. Yeah, but nine months. The average is thirty. The average is five to ten years. I mean, nine months is not uh, enough. Okay, so you have to, to say, test. No, you have to ask. Hold on. It was tested on in trials. Okay. By the way, I'm, I'm not claiming. It's crazy to think that we're a few years removed from the COVID pandemic. I mean, I remember coming back from California. I went for my birthday. And right when I came back, boom, the shutdowns began. Next thing you know, we're going through a different world that shaped us. And we're still reeling out of slowly but surely getting back into some level of normalcy. And hearing this argument going on, it's very evident to me that a lot of things weren't thought through. And and this was a conversation that was being had in one of the, the, the podcasts I listened to where the host was questioning a scientist about it, about the whole process of COVID and uh, of the vaccine in particular. And the scientists were just saying, look, it was tested. Now, was the sample size as big as the other trials of other vaccines in the past? No. But you're balancing what what's good for the public in the detriment of not getting enough of a sample size for the vaccine. I understand that. Knowing that, knowing that reality, that we weren't able to get a typical sample size in trials like other vaccines in the past, then I would think that the logical solution would be to, well, since we want to provide this as an option, but apparently... If you feel there's other options out there for you that work, that will help you heal and become better, then you go for it. Because the reality of COVID was this. If you were to put all these different health professionals, people involved in the industry, medical experts, clinicians, uh, biologists, people that one way, shape, or form understood the whole world of the virus and it being a public health emergency. I would tend to say that all of them were not going to agree on a silver bullet solution, meaning that not everyone was going to agree that the vaccine was the end all be all from the research. I did the little bit I did as a novice and as a, just a regular person in the USA it was evident that the vaccine didn't stop you from getting COVID, but it minimized the ability of you being in the hospital, which is what was needed because there was such a heavy overload and the people in the health industry, the nurses and the doctors and all these people, not only were they getting exposed, but they're having to deal with this very high spreadable virus. And it was chaos. People were not, our infrastructure was not ready for it. So I understood what Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying when it comes to we needed to get that out there because the public health was important. And whatever we could muster up or conjure up to combat this, we got to do it. But the other side of it, which is, I believe, the side I come from, is that I have no problem with the vaccine. And I think that's what Patrick Bet David was doing. It wasn't that the vaccine 
you know, wasn't something that worked for some for people and obviously had an adverse effect on others. But the the thing that was evident was we, we couldn't universally say that it was the, the, the perfect solution. It was going to stop the virus. So therefore, we should allow people to do other options. What was that? Hydrochlorazone? I don't even know how to... But there was other things that other people used. And, and other. And if you listen to various podcasts throughout that time that were not censored by YouTube and were not censored by other platforms, you would understand that there was... People in the professional field had different strong opinions about how to combat the COVID. And when you see that playing out the way it did, but then you see the government and the pharmaceuticals pushing that agenda because the pharmaceuticals in a way, in my opinion, the way they do it is they pay everyone off and they pay the government officials to be the front and center of public ridicule. I think all these politicians in a way are the the frontline soldiers for these companies. And the way they get they get compensated accordingly. Understandable. You know, that's if you live in America, you understand that our country is not sympathetic to humanity or it is, but it's not it, it puts dollar it's always a business interest in it. And in COVID, of course, there's a business interest in it when the when people are doing these trials and making sure these vaccines are out and being mass produced. I get it. Like I, I get the conundrum of what uh, people are battling about as far as what works or what is best for the public. But the fact that they were re- just removing, removing the options for you and me for the next person when they were mandating you you can't come to work unless you have the shot you can't be a part of this employee i even though you don't have it you have to take the shot i felt that's when they went wrong i I feel we we, the way we should have done it as a society was like we have a we have a vaccine these are statistics it helps you keep out of it you don't want to go through it that's great but i strongly recommend it and let the people decide for themselves like let the people decide the government just throw it out there and let the divisiveness happen within the people because that's part of the beauty of us being in the country that we're in is that we don't want people to be forced to do or not to do something that they're not comfortable doing there may be people out there that don't want to take a vaccine because of needles like there was something where people are taking four or five shots, and they were at one point they were like, "Kids, should take the COVID COVID vaccine." No, personally, no. My daughter had it. You know, people close to me had it. I know people that passed away that had it, and I never got it. I, I don't think I did. I mean, I got tested when I felt I had it. It was bronchitis, but yeah, it was a, a very fascinating journey during that time crazy that we're in 2023 man and and it's it's been i remember that like almost four years ago man it it, it was nuts super nuts i remember this time four years ago when it was like the first case happened in seattle it was like it was in china uh uh-oh and then it was like oh first case in seattle something like that it was either seattle or new york i don't remember and i was like "Uh uh-oh 
And then people were saying, well, you better watch out. It's starting to pop up in California. I'm like, hey, man, I, I, I'm going to go. But when I see this conversation of debate, it just goes to show you how how people buy into the narrative of mainstream news and how people buy into the narrative from the government officials. And I, and I feel that when you have that, that, I guess, initiative or directive that is being given from the elected officials and then the media companies have to follow along, it's like, come on. If medical officials can't agree on the shot and the vaccine being the silver bullet, then why are we mandating it? I understand the, the, the concern for public health. I get that. But if you're telling me that it is not going to stop it, that it's only going to reduce it, then other people could do certain things because not all two immune systems are the same. My reaction to cider beer is different than yours. I'm allergic to shellfish and you're not. Doesn't mean that I should stop it. And I, and I hope people understand that's the battle with COVID. It wasn't about whether the, the vaccine worked or not. That's an underlying thing. The people that were battling the COVID vaccine was, hey, I don't want to be forced to do something. That's it. I want to be told, I want to be given an option. I want to be told, I want to be said, hey, listen, if I want to do the vaccine, I'll consider it. But if I, want to, if I want to take this antibodies, if I want to take vitamin D, if I want to get on the sun, if I want to exercise, so on and so forth, and minimize my chances or having a, a, a very lethal effect to the to COVID, then I should be able to do that. And I and I that's where it was a history lesson for all of us. Once this happens again, because it's probably going to happen again, something like this disrupting public health we have to understand that the government while we look to them to find solutions as we should their solutions are not the end all be all and i and i feel people that were so i mean i i knew people that were you need to take the vaccine you need to take the vaccine you need to take the vaccine okay i got you take the vaccine why because it minimizes your chances of getting it okay I ended up getting it because mostly because of travel, because I was fine. I, I was like, well, if I get it or not, I'll roll the dice with, with life. That was my mentality. It, I felt that if I'm meant to die, I'm meant to die from the vaccine. That's it. I'm not like there is a, it. It's one of those things that in life, if a meteor hits and I'm lucky to be alive, I'm lucky to be alive. If I'm not okay. But to but to be limited as far as what I could do with my life. And for people that were employed by the government, people that were employed had to be forced to take it. I don't feel that's fair. I don't feel that's that was the American thing to do. And I think that when you're in the, the sad thing about the media, the mainstream media anyway, is that you having them omit a certain narrative. And they're not being journalists because guess what? If you look at, there was a, a reel I saw of the paid advertisements that these pharmaceutical companies have. 
in these major networks. And as a person like me at this stage in life, you realize, oh, this is this is what it is, is that these people, the pharmaceuticals are in bed with these media outlets, are in bed with these government officials. So they want them to push that narrative so that they make a profit on their investment for the vaccine, which I understand as it should. But you should not make that be a mandated solution. You should not ostracize people that were looking for other options that other health officials were saying that vaccine is not going to help. If you want to take care of yourself, build up your antibodies, immune system, exercise, do, do these other alternatives. And that's the problem that we had. And that's why we still have that debate today. That's why people, and like I said, I understand the, the argument for getting the vaccine. I got the vaccine, regrettably. Reluctantly, I should say. That's more reluctantly because I didn't know how long this this world was going to be like. I didn't want to live the rest. You know, let's just say it was going to be 10 years, five years, six years. I didn't want to live that long without living life and not being able to go to Germany or not being able to go to Canada, not being able to go outside the country because I didn't have a fucking card of a vaccine. And it wasn't about death. It was just more about not being limited. I didn't want to live in a prison. A self-imposed prison or a prison that was forced upon me. And I feel for all of us out there, man, we looking back, hopefully in the future, this is a learning lesson to by all means be all about finding a solution. I'm all for that. But when people can see and other professionals in the field that's the kicker with me it's not people like me that are saying i don't want to go all the way it's other doctors it's people that created the vaccine it's people that have been involved deeply in understanding and studying the science behind the virus and the vaccine are saying eh, i don't know about all that i don't know about that solution like, it's okay to look at other stuff. When you have all these people in the room not agreeing on the vaccine being the, the right thing to do, then you have to let the free market pick, the, meaning the people pick what it is they're going to do. I understand about public health concern. So we just have to educate the public. Okay, you have a vaccine. You hydro, hydrochlor, you know, whatever. I, I, I keep saying it for fucking up there because I, I want to say hydrochlorazone, but it's not hydrochlorazone. I want to say that's for a pool. You have that. You you have vitamin D. You have so as as a country, that's what I would have done. I would have pushed, look, we have a vaccine. These are the locations. Feel free to get one for free. You you know, insurance companies will be reimbursed, no problem. You also could do hydrochlorazone. They have stations all around the state, all around the county. Feel free to use that. If you don't want any of those, feel free to use vitamin D. Try to stay inside. Try to wear your mask whenever you're out in public with a lot of people. Even though the mask was bullshit, again, right? And that was another debate. However you wanted to combat it, by all means. And it, it, and that's the part where mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. Come on, guys. Like, we don't have to pick a side. We just have to do what's best for everyone. And unfortunately, what's best for everyone is not a one-size-fits-all. And, and when you have those conversations, 
it's just how there's no nuance. That's why I always check out other politics. That's why I have these alone rants by myself because other people can't have an open-minded spectrum on a topic like that. Just like I could have an open-minded topic of race and understand the, the, the dilemma from black people, the dilemma from white people. Even though I'm not white, I could understand their point of view. You have to be empathetic. Just like we're rich people versus poor, right? so on and so forth. Like You have to understand all sides of it and not dictate a solution that you feel is good for everyone. Again, COVID was something that we were not planning. Mistakes were made. And the hope is that for many of us that took the vaccine, that there's no long-term effects that stop me from getting to 80. Right? And and I and I hope that for all of us, it's a learning lesson in how the media and the things that we rely on for information can be very biased. Because all you have to do is look at how that company is being sourced. Like Joe Rogan, that guy is by himself. Patrick Bet David, by himself. The meaning that they're not having, they're not being censored by their opinion, which you may agree with or not because of advertising money. Whereas ABC News, yeah, they're influenced. Because if they push an anti-vaccine narrative... Pfizer is not going to be rolling ads. They're not going to be buying their Super Bowl sponsorships. They're not going to be taking care of them when they're going gets tough for advertising at ABC. Same thing with Fox News. Same things with all these media media outlets. You have to understand that. And folks, if you don't if you don't know that reality about our life here in the United States, that everything is about monetizing every experience, we could go ahead if they could monetize air bottle it up and sell it they would and make billions something that we breathe in for free if someone could figure out a way to to have us pay for air they would that's the trade-off of being in a country that allows a zero to be a hero and a billionaire and a millionaire and have success stories because of ingenuity because of creativity because of all these human traits that we have that are not limited by the structure of government. So the sooner we understand that concept, it's another example. Politics, money, power. Give it time. This ain't my body.